Good day, kaijus and kaijentiles. Today, my guests and I will become drift compatible as we tackle Pacific Rim. If you haven't seen it, don't fret. It's just giant robots fighting giant monsters with giant actors like Idris Elba. That's right. He's a towering 6'3", and he's also a DJ known as Big Driss or Big Drees. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but there's two eyes in it. Look it up. No BS. Anyway, power up your Jaeger and power down your brain so that way you don't realize that this plot is probably the least effective way to fight an alien invasion. But then power up that spongy mind of yours again because it's time for... Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I, as always, am your host, Ethan Edinburgh. I'm very excited about today's show. We are talking about an epic film from an award-winning director and probably his best film. Would you guys say that? Absolutely. Absolutely? The best 100%. film. Um, today, joining us on the pod, we have a chemical engineer and construction manager. It is Mara Sudis, hey. everybody. Hi, Mara. Hey. Hey, Mara. Uh, and of course, we have here of sitting course. to my right, of course, as always. You're doing a podcast about science? Well, let me, I got the guy for you. <laughs> Uh, it is the host of the High and Mighty podcast, John Gabris. Hi, Mara. <laughs> hey, Mara. Uh, Mara's hosting the show now. Take it away, Mara. Hi, uh, Ethan. No. Hi, <laughs> Jaegers. Uh, yeah, so today we are talking about Pacific Rim, and I actually pulled a clip here that introduces the film. So if we can throw on our, our headphones. Perfect. I should have watched it. Yeah. Well, just in case you didn't watch it at home or in the studio, We'll all get uh, introduced to it here together. When alien life entered our world, it was from deep beneath the Pacific Ocean. A fissure between two tectonic plates. Just let him use his British accent. portal between dimensions. So bad. The breach. By the time tanks, jets, and missiles took it down, six days and 35 miles later, three cities were destroyed. We needed a new weapon. The world came together, pooling its resources and throwing aside old rivalries for the sake of the greater good. To fight monsters, we created monsters of our own. The Jaeger program was born. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cool how some movies will, you know, have creative ways of giving you exposition. <laughs> and this movie just said fuck all that. We're just going to give you an intro of what's been happening lately. Oh, yeah, and at least it'll be Charlie Hunnam VO as he fucking muscles through an American accent. It's, it's, as a diehard Sons of Anarchy fan, I'm familiar with him trying to be American. It's yeah. like thick American. It feels like overly American, yeah. right? That's the way that you can tell when someone's... Yeah, he's like, I started the Jaeger program. I'm like, no one enunciates that much. Where are you from that, yeah, that right. you talk like that? I miss, what is Jaeger... German for like hunter? Uh, yes, that's yes, right. Yeah, hunter. Because I know there's like Jägermeister, which is the Mister Hunter. Mister Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never realized that. No wonder it tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> tastes like blood. Oh yeah, kind of does. Um, that's why there's like the little deer on the bottle. I think because it's like oh. hunting. It keeps you warm. Fights wow, calls. Great At least call. that's what I tell my sponsor. Facts. <laughs> facts. Uh, so yeah, what did you guys think of the movie? When was the last time you saw it? Do you see it recently? I saw 
it a long time ago when it first came out than maybe once again on a plane like a, a, a six months after that. It's like the perfect plane movie. It's a great plane movie. Right? I saw it in theaters, definitely. I think probably opening night. This yeah. is my kind of movie, 100%. Yeah. And then I actually watched it on TV a couple weeks ago because it was on. And oh, I was like, the apocalypse is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> how do you great not, fucking line. How do you not watch a movie like this when it's on TV? You're like, this is going to be wonderfully entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I can watch 20 minutes of this and it's great it's, and it's always <laughs> surprising to people that it was a Guillermo del Toro movie right, yeah. you know the movie is fine uh, it's, I, I like <laughs> I like movies like that I mean granted this is like 1000th in his genre of uh, big fucking monster big robots fighting monsters right but the Charlie Day like B plot like drove me crazy. Yeah, I was like, I'm here rough. for the fucking sci-fi battles. I don't need like the alien brain exploration, right? Yeah. Or give us better information about that alien brain. I'm always that person that watches the sci-fi movie and I'm like, all right, I need more facts. Yeah, you don't have to know. I want to know things. You don't have to open this information to us. Yeah, but if you're going to, at least like take a look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give me some arrival level science. Yeah, that's yeah. The stuff I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an arrival level film, unfortunately, (laughs) but I did go into it with like such low expectations, I think. Oh, yeah. That I was very pleasantly surprised when I actually did watch it. Oh, yeah. No, I could could see that. It certainly has some cool stuff, like anything where you're like, you know, customizing a giant mech where one has a sword, one has a chain. I'm like on board at that point. I'm like, wow, this one looks like he's big and he's even bigger than the other Jaegers. Yeah, like oh, that yeah. excites I mean, me. It's we all liked Power Rangers growing up. This right. is just bigger, badder Power Rangers. It yeah. is. It's Voltron, it's Power Rangers, it's, it's yep. like every single kaiju movie of the eighties <laughs> in Japan and shit like And that. I gotta say, I don't have and you know, I'm sure I'll be crucified for this, but I don't have like a significant desire to watch those old Old, yeah, no. you know, like Japanese movies, <laughs> but like you show me the trailer of this, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in. You know, that yeah. was fun. All I need is Idris Elba. I just need to know that his character's <laughs> name is Stacker Pentecost, and I'm in. Like Stacker that's just Pentecost. the most. That's the most normal guy name in a comic book world ever. It's like J. Jonah Jameson and Stacker Pentecost. Yeah, I feel like that's the all. Apocalypse is canceled. <laughs> that's all he needed to know to sign on to the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm in. He's like, yeah, I'm British royalty, but I'll come over there and talk about robots for you guys. What? And then cough. Doesn't he like cough into a napkin and show blood at some yeah. point? Like mm-hmm. he has like of the course. tombstone death. Yeah. Um, okay, so Mara, will you tell us just a bit about what you do? What's your you know day to day? Uh, job. Sure. This is where I find out you do what Charlie Day does yeah. in this movie. Now I feel <laughs> dun, dun, dun. bad. Like, Mostly <laughs> I deal with alien brains. John. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a chemical engineer and had a minor in cognitive science. And so I worked in oil refining for about five years. And now I work in construction management. So the whole time I've kind of been managing the building of things. But I used to build with big metal things like a Jaeger, I guess. But <laughs> they didn't move. Oh, okay. Well, what's the, like... Like a deep water horizon? Well, I wouldn't pick one that blew up, but, like, you (laughs) you built, like, those, like, those offshore... I I worked at an oil refinery, so I helped build refineries. So those are different. But it also blew up. Oh, jeez. Hold on a second. Let's go back for one, uh, just a quick... You built something that exploded? Uh, I didn't, but... Okay. Listen, anything that is big and full of chemicals has Mm -hmm. a chance of of failure, which is these, well... 
no one takes, we'll get, get into it, but no these, one takes a, a Ford engineer to task every time an F one fifty flips over <laughs> on the road, right? Like right. no, like yeah. they're get a fucking giant machine that other people are operating. It's not yeah. yes. yeah. just like there's a lot of failure. But what I did, I helped design safety systems so that when mm. things went wrong, it was handled properly. So nice. no one was hurt? In no this? one was hurt. Okay. And that's thanks to you? That's the goal. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, since you have this specialty, which has you know a lot to do with the construction of these gigantic robots, I have a lot of questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to get us started, I pulled a few clips. We, we, we do a segment called Carl Say Again. Mm-hmm. Carl Say Again? So in all these movies, there's always like jargon, scientific jargon that somebody's spewing out. And so we like to take some and try to actually understand if it makes any sense at all. Perfect. So let's play the first one and uh, see what we can get. Crimson Typhoon, China, one of the greatest. Assembled in Shansu, full titanium core, no alloys, 50 diesel engines per muscle strand. Deadly precise fighter. Okay. <laughs> so 50 diesel engines per muscle strand. <laughs> Oi! It's me, stack up into course. <laughs> 50 diesel engines per muscle strand. I mean, it sounds awesome. It, it sounds, sounds fucking so great awesome. when he's yeah. saying it. Like, I feel like that's what it's supposed to evoke, right? Just the yes. the listener or the, the audience member being like, yeah, fuck yeah. That's what you get Elba for. That's what you get. You get him for to convey important information as masculine as possible. I was like, yes, 50 diesel engines per muscle strand. These are, this, my, <laughs> these are my favorite parts of these movies because they're already trying trying to like explain the science in more reasonable terms but then they end up being absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and, yeah, and it sounds ridiculous. Titanium core no alloys. So, do you know what an alloy is? Isn't that like a uh, blended uh, metal? Yes, yeah. blended metal so it's like taking advantage of multiple properties of a metal. You and, would certainly have alloys well, on it. Well, <laughs> I it, dep- it all depends on what you're using. All of the most expensive metals that we use, the least corrosive, which would be important if they're fighting in water and things like that. All these Alloys can be very beneficial. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> but he's saying it like it's cool. Like he's proud. There's no alloys, right? And maybe does that in mean their it's design, pure titanium? Yeah, that's what he's saying. It's right? pure titanium. So I, again, we need their blueprints. But maybe in their design, there's a really big benefit to pure titanium. But what would you guess? Like, why would you want it to be pure titanium? I don't know. Do you need a specific malleability point? Do you need a specific, I don't know, conductivity point? I mm. yeah. I don't know. Art. Well, titanium is a hard metal at yes. minimum. Yeah, right? Yes, but I think at certain temperatures it becomes pretty malleable. So then we have to remember these things are going from like hot to cold. You've got to think of how metal expands. Yeah. There's there's so many factors on why you pick different alloys for things. Hmm. So, but you know what? what? If you want to use your full titanium core because no alloys. it is the best... <laughs> I say go for it. We built it without alloys. <laughs> okay, Mr. Pentecost. <laughs> I think it'd be better if we have some alloys, no? Yes. 50-foot charger cord. <laughs> we have to what? charge it via cord. <laughs> it's in the uh, water. It's better. It works better if you leave it plugged in. Oh, the, powering, the power of these things is another issue. But the diesel strand, diesel engines, what do you say? 20 diesel engines per muscle? 50 diesel engines per muscle strand. Right. Ooh. What so does that's, that mean? That's just saying how much force is required or how much power is required to move this arm. So I'm picturing the arm, right? Okay. If you imagine like the muscles on the arm, they're saying Bicep it, femoris. Bicep. Tricep, yes. Right. So they're saying Oh, you're, you're it's, a scientist also. <laughs> I got you. It's taking, it's going to take, what did he say, 20 or 50? 50. 50 diesel yeah. engines mm-hmm. for every muscle strand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, a bicep is two strands. 
So Bye. Seb. Boom. <laughs> that's Seb. the two strands. So that's 100 to make uh, the Jaeger go from extended arm to... <laughs> to do, do a curl. curls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... 150 diesel engines to put it back out there. That good old tricep. <laughs> that's the tricep, yeah. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> I didn't know that that was referring to strands, so now I'm learning stuff. I'm pretty stuff. sure that's what seps are. They're muscle heads, technically, so I'm, I'm giving them... I think a muscle head is actually made up of a number of strands, yeah. so I don't want to... I'm I'm doing some fuzzy math to help Mr. Pentecost in this moment, but it might be 1,000 diesel engines per arm or something like that. And now, is he talking about just power output or what actually is operating them? I think it's just power output. It yeah. makes... Because, mm. I mean, we look at them and it's not like they have... No, 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 I think it's the, Osmer is just so loud to use a Jaeger. I mean, it's got to be These already. would be so yeah, loud. So Where loud. is your double hearing protection? You need wow. it. Yeah, good call. Right. If you can't operate like a, a cat, like a... A hair dryer. A hair dryer is over the maximum allowance for hearing protection. You should have mm. uh, hearing protection when you're using a hair dryer. Jesus, it's 100 what? Uh, decibels. Yes. A hair dryer? I've never used a hair dryer, but I'm assuming I, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. If, well, I would it, imagine like if you go to a construction site, they're like, yeah, you got to wear this protective hat. Oh, what if I go inside this 100-foot tall robot that's like smashing through a city? It's like, yeah, I'll be all right. We'll play techno. I mean, let's assume that in the cockpit they have soundproofing walls or some crap. Right, because they have to be able to communicate a little bit too, Yeah, of course. Because we're not even getting into how the Jaeger is operated yet. No. No. But we have enough engines, thank God, to move them. But think of just all, like, think of it walking down the street and how loud that is. Yeah. Like, think of if there were, like, 40 airplanes on a street. (laughs) That's loud. You're like, I got a hybrid Jaeger. It's quiet, but, you know, it only gets up to 50 machine gun blasts per minute or whatever. Yeah, now I got to plug it in. We'll put that on the, like, list of things that have to happen before they're allowed to go anywhere, and it's give earplugs to everyone in a 20-mile radius. Yeah. Put it on the list. Um, Okay, so let's play our second clip, and uh, hopefully we get some answers here. We're going for the breach, Mr. Beckett. We're going to strap a 2,400-pound thermonuclear warhead to strike his back. Destination equivalent of 1.2 million tons of TNT, and you and two other Jaegers will be running defense for them. Thought we were the resistance. Where'd you get something that big? See the Russians back there? They can get us anything. Wow, topical. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> How zeitgeisty. The Russians gave us a 1.2 megaton nuclear, <laughs> yeah. Thermonuclear bomb. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Drop it. <laughs> Shoot it. <laughs> Do Put it. it on its back. Oh my god. Strap it onto a Jaeger. Let's go. So the weird part for me there is that he compares it to a bunch of TNT. Right, like a, as well, if a, I, a twelve, a six-ton thermonuclear warhead is what he describes, right? Like, a, yeah. or is he called twenty-four hundred or twelve hundred? Either way, it's either six or twelve tons. Yeah. And then he goes, which is the equivalent of like a million dynamites. Right. <laughs> it's like you already lose your science credit at that right. point. Right. And they're trying to make it relatable, but like, have you ever lit a stick of dynamite? N- no, no, I haven't lit anywhere near one, no less one right. million. I've yeah. seen it in cartoons. I've yeah. never like seen something that I've explode. Lit an eighth of a stick of a dynamite, which I think is an M80. Right. Oh. So oh. then if I do the math there, that's you times that by eight, then again by 1.5 million. million. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 46 million bottle It's the equivalent of 1.5 million pounds of TNT or 7 million pounds of bottle rockets or 25 million pounds of cap guns. You're like, all right, Mr. Pentecost. Starting to sound less and less threatening. Thermonuclear device was powerful enough. That sounded pretty fucking crazy. I'm the the pilot of a Jaeger. I think I get it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you want to strap that to my back? Don't forget, it's over six million sticks of dynamite. <laughs> and when they shoot that off, what happens to the Jaeger? Think of think oh, of yeah. like shooting off. Have you ever shot a shotgun? Oh yeah. And the kickback for that. This <laughs> <morning>. <laughs> I live in a weird neighborhood. Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> but, like if you imagine the kickback from that, just picture the kickback from a thermonuclear yeah. warhead on your back. Yeah, and also I'm what out. is the what's the goal there with the with the bomb on his back? I think they're supposed to if I remember the film, they're supposed to like power bomb it into like uh like American Gladiators powerball. They're supposed to like dunk it into the rim that they're coming out of. Oh, okay. I, I think they're supposed saying. to get it across to wherever the kaiju are coming from and nuke those guys. Got it. So I think it's on their back temporarily. Oh, so it's like, not that's shot not the off end. of his yeah, back. Yeah, I don't think that's oh, the Oh, okay, end goal. that's good. Right? If I remember correctly, doesn't the Jaeger have to, like, sacrifice itself? Like that's I might have blacked that out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> All I, mean. I remember is the science. Oh, fun, man. Make sure to go more e- movies with Ethan. How would you like that movie? I don't know. Wait, what exactly is a parsec? Oh, sick, I blacked dude. out the ending, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I blacked out the ending and all the story points, but I have a couple of things I want to talk about. The jargon. <laughs> yeah, but I was wondering how much that Jaeger weighs. Fun, man. Always <laughs> cool. fun. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, not your specialty, I guess, this whole nuclear warhead explosion. Luckily, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, but thank yes. God he knows how much ball I, I went through Red Sparrow training. Uh, yeah, it's weird that it's like the Russians over there can get us anything. Yeah. E- even in a movie that takes place in the in the distant future, yeah. the Russians are still nuclear capable and sort of sketchy. Like, and they'll he always says, just be our bad guys It forever. says in the intro, the world came together, all the rivalries were put aside, yeah, yeah. we pulled all our resources, and it's like, so then why do you have to go like behind someone's back uh, arguably and get something from the Russians seems so sketch I like that meeting where the whole world gets together and Germany's like we've been doing and everyone's like we don't want to hear that sorry (laughs) your scientist guys kind of got a bad rap (laughs) about a hundred years ago whatever year this takes place yeah we're gonna be fine he's like maybe let's get every other country's opinion first before we hear what German scientists have come up with (laughs) yeah Um, okay so let's talk about these Jaegers a little bit because you said you've constructed a bunch of stuff Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how similar. I assume not similar. Um, but anything, like, what was the biggest thing that you've to, constructed? To be fair, your oil refineries do require two people with a psychic link to operate. That's right? yeah. absolutely correct. <laughs> You're right. Forget all those Moving controls. in just to get the oil. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. This is a f- maybe a little too gross. But yeah. the psychic link is just someone, like, fucking, and it pumps the Derek. Like, it has to, they have to match it. The only way is sexual uh, <laughs> energy. We didn't choose it. It's just we did a lot of testing, and we had happened to There's be. There's got to be a better way to get this oil rig to work. No. <laughs> oh, again, it's a refinery, not a Derek. Sorry. Yes. So never mind. No fucking. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the largest the largest lift that I witnessed was a one million pound lift. So we had a project where we were replacing this giant reactor. And inside the reactor, it is the part of the refining process that breaks long streams of gasoline. It's called the catalytic cracker. It like, breaks them up. And that's to make higher octane fuel okay. for your you know, cars, race cars. And uh, a one million pound lift, it it took months and months and months, probably like a year and a half of coordination to like just do the one million pound lift to make sure it was in the right place. Mm. So let's talk about how big the Jaeger is. And this is, by the way, something that doesn't have to move. It just stays there. So to build it, to get it to where it had to be and to lift it into place took, yeah, about 15 months. How how far did you have to move it? It was built in uh, Montreal, so it had to come to Southern California. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how did you transport it? Like a truck? 
lots of trucks. Lots of tr- oh, in, in pieces. In pieces, and we were assembled it on site. Yeah. Right. Got it. And uh, but the pieces are big, so we would mm-hmm. get a call. You get a call, and they're like, "Hey, I'm stuck behind a bridge. I guess I should go around." And you're like, "Yeah, you should go around." So those, Whoa. man, the little the little things that happen when you're trying to accomplish something big are yeah, pretty. Like, crazy. I'm stuck. I can't get through this overpass with my big Jaeger foot that I have on this truck. It's like, dude, I told you, take the one on one. Just get the. I'm sorry, I'm fuck. You know, and then you got like a limping Jaeger yes. going into battle. It's like the foot's down on the 405. I'll scoop it on the r- run yeah, hop, into battle. Hop over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so when I watch movies like that, I think about things like that. When they even just the mechanism where the Jaeger like when they get into it and it like drops. Mm-hmm. Something drops and it like has to connect to something else. I'm like, that's gonna happen like one out of every ten times. Right. <laughs> oh sure, there's gonna be some problem. Yeah. yeah, and they move it with like four helicopters or something. Oh yeah, there's yeah. no way, right? Like, no. I, again, this crane. We use the biggest crane in the world. I, not maybe not the world, but like one of the biggest cranes in the world from this company called Deep South. And it took them like several months to build the crane, and then we did the lift, and then it took them time to deassemble it and take it away. Well, that's what's crazy about those big construction projects that the thing that blows my mind the most about them that makes my turns me into a little kid is like how much stuff needs to be built just to build yes. the thing that you're building like even on a smaller scale like when you see like construction here like in Hollywood somewhere or something like that it's like they have to put all this stuff up just to start building yes. like scaffolding or whatever and it's like that's so funny that there's like this whole thing that needs to be built like that's like saying like hey let's make a sandcastle great let's just take 12 days to set up the parameters <laughs> of the sand and make sure we get all this thing set up and get the crane like we'll bring the shovel we'll build a big ass shovel to use and then you're like alright now we you start building the hard part exactly yeah. and it's wow. even little things like i do construct have construction sites all over the place that already have power that already have electric like gas right. everything that they need and you still have to set up you've just set up places for the you know the workers to sit you need offices you need restrooms you need all food you, there's Whoa. i mean it's yeah it's, it's really. I love those like, of... big cranes that get put on top of buildings for just a temporary project, mm-hmm. and then they have to be taken off. Yeah. Like to me, that's just like you need a crane to put a crane on, so yes. that that crane can build stuff. <laughs> and then you need a crane to take that crane yes. off. Yeah. Or or the I build temp- cranes. Cranes? No, crane cranes. Yeah. <laughs> no, the oh, crane there cranes. are people that build crane cranes. <laughs> yeah. And that's then, what they call them, by the way. Yeah. That's a scientific <laughs> that's term. On, on their business cards. I'm a crane crane, crane guy. Are you a crane well, guy? Crane or crane, if you sorry. think of like temporary elevators or. Yeah, shoots the elevators on the outside of yes. buildings that are temporary. Like that's the shit that blows my mind. I'm like, someone has to make such an elaborate, successful, safe thing only to then take it apart. At yes, some point. And it feels like to, wasted work. Right, but you have to, and you have to plan for all of those things and plan it far enough in advance because there, there are limit. There, our resources are limited in the world. We don't have sure. just millions of people at the drop of a hat like, great, I'll build you a crane, crane. No problem. <laughs> great, I'd love to build an elevator for now. The only thing is my office is on the 10th floor. I need a crane to get me in there. So <laughs> yeah, we need a crane to get me up there so I can make my crane crane. Yeah, yeah. before I build the crane, I'm going to need an elevator. So if you can build me an elevator, we'll take it down later, but for now. Yeah, so yeah, just... That always blew my mind of just like how much labor is just for because t- I like small construction pro- like I was a construction worker in Brooklyn for a couple of summers just to make money and I would like the amount of like temporary shit you had I'm like we're building on this like yeah well this is going to come down and we're going to put this I'm like well then why are we building this like, well we need the framework we need or whatever and I'm like 
ah, I'm a guy who's like doesn't want to do any work. You don't have to. Do it. <laughs> well, and then you run into like cities and di- districts and things like that that have certain requirements. This, I'm sure, would be a different situation if like the world is in danger and you can do whatever you want. But like we, we they'll stop our construction if they don't like how we're doing something, right. and we've got to just do what they say and start over and. Ugh. It wow. just fucking OSHA. Right. Yeah. OSHA. The worst. We need them. We need OSHA. Yeah, no, they need to be around. <laughs> All right, we're going to throw it a commercial and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Okay, so they built like tons of these. By the time we jump into the movie, there's only like a few left or whatever. Uh-huh. And one of them, by the way, just side note, is so crazy that it's like the tribe one where there's like three guys that they like they show them playing basketball together and that's like the way of symbolizing like they have a three man team. They yeah, the three yeah. of them link up. Which I Right, right. Oh fuck, I forgot about the three and it's like got really more explained. arms, right? Or more legs. Yeah, it has yeah, extra limbs. Yeah. You're right. Four in the robot design, I think it would be beneficial, but they don't I don't have, know if you need three people to. If they're not, if they're not a one to one movement thing, like if it's not like I, John Gabris, get in the Jaeger and operate it, and that's why you need someone who has hand to hand combat skills or whatever. If it's not a one to one operation, like a, a no, traditional mech suit or a uh, um, cargo loader for like like Ripley, um, if it's not that then why is it four limbs? If it requires two people, why is it humanoid? The human structure is not necessary. Why isn't it just on Great. fucking tank wheels yep. and ten times the size and just fucking big-ass cannon in them? Like, you would make them a little differently, right? Oh, you would make, you would make them fly. totally differently. <laughs> Have you watched, like, BattleBots? Yes. Yeah. Nothing looks like a human. They're well, not no productive. Yeah. Yeah. Being I think bipedal yeah. in a combat situation is not necessarily... Exactly. Look at all of our surface area yeah. that is just ready to get hit with something. Yeah, just be a dome. No on a fucking BB-8 type wheel you could be like yes. unstoppable yep. and just, if, if you know that they're fighting in water design them for water oh I my mean, god that would point. be so much better Think it of, seems so inconvenient that they're humanoids yeah, in water yeah, yeah, we gotta wipe the legs down they're getting rusty again <laughs> get my crane crane we'll get up there yeah oh for the rust reason, I can't think about the rust no alloys. <laughs> Lots of rust. <laughs> 50 rusty diesel engines per muscle strand. The apocalypse has been rescheduled. <laughs> keep saying that it's rusty. <laughs> like, well, I apologize. These Jaegers have gotten rusty. Oh, my God. Oi, it's a rusty one, mate. <laughs> I feel like the only reason is because it looks cool. Absolutely. That's literally right. Oh, of course. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, first of all... I. An engineer's job is to look at a problem and think of, like, the most creative ways to solve it and then to, you know, find the most practical way out of those creative ways. That's at least the way I look at engineering. And this, I don't think is the most creative way, and I don't think it's the most practical way. But mm-hmm. it might be the coolest looking way. So for a movie, yeah. hey, let's do it. Well, it also, yeah, it certainly helps as, like, an audience member to be able to recognize, like, the movement of a humanoid oh, type yes. body. Yes. Yeah, moved yeah. by two people. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it, it, even some justification to the effect of, like, the kaiju has never faced off against the human form before or something like that. So that okay. – throw that justification into the movie and you're like, I guess that's why they got to be humanoid because it's an advantage yeah, against a kaiju. have they fought against a giant sphere that uh, is more productive? I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It seems, yeah, I don't know, because they don't even take risks. Like, all of them look the same. Like, the Jaegers are sort of different, and they yeah. have different cores or whatever, but they're all big people. Right. 
they could all one of them could easily just be a ball with chainsaws. Why on not it. try it out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, a big metal ball with just a bunch of rotating blades yeah. on it. It's like, and it maybe, just rides into kaiju. Oh my gosh, we need a BattleBots person to come in here and design something to fight a kaiju. Yeah. They I'll, would love it. Get it, I'll do another episode of the show. Get like ten BattleBots <laughs> engineers and I'll fight all their robots. <laughs> just you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be like a kaiju. You just no, give me uh, like shin guards and some fucking gloves and I'll fight a bunch of BattleBots. Look like a boxer soccer player. <laughs> yeah. Going in there. And I'll just fight a bunch of robots that are shooting fucking 1.2 million thermonuclear pounds. <laughs> and you have to talk like that while you're yeah. in there. I think though it's because of movies like this that when people picture robots in their head, maybe maybe it's getting better because of things like Star Wars with droids or the fact mm. that we're seeing robots in different forms. But I know when I was a kid and I thought of a robot, I thought of like a big humanoid. Like an android human yeah, exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. And now we're seeing we're seeing our Roomba is a little robot and right. it's mm-hmm. It does its task, and you see something else as a robot, and that's good to remember that a robot robots is just come in all shapes, all and shapes size. and sizes. That's right. I really think them, that's the point. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. also. You're, you're equality amongst robots. Yeah, inclusion. Yeah, that's really nice. You know, um, uh, women's magazines will have you believing that robots look a certain way, but a robot is a robot is a robot. Yes. Okay, I self-identify as a robot, and that's fine. And it's all everyone's accepted. It's true, though. It's so true because we think of it like we used to think it was like the Iron Giant, yeah, or like that kind mm-hmm. of like big like uh, boxy type like Rosie from Jetsons yeah. and then mm-hmm. we were like oh no robots are more like Robocop and like Android and they walk around and now we're like oh a robot could be like a thing that just bounces yeah. like it's right. so cool I did a project in high school where I lived really close to Carnegie Mellon which is like has an amazing robotics program and so I got to go and like learn about their robotics and they had you could play soccer against a robot, but the robot was built on a Segway. So it looked just like a regular Segway, but it was able to control the Segway. Whoa. And then you got on a Segway and you played soccer with the other robot oh, on the Segway. Awesome. And it that's was sick. so sweet. But that was one of the times where I was like, that's not a human that I'm playing soccer against. That is a robot that is going to kick my butt because wow. it has been designed to do one I am specific a robot thing. designed for soccer. <laughs> yes. 50 diesel engines for muscle strength. <laughs> no, it no. just like crushes Mara. Let go of me. <laughs> so strong. Uh, is that, you think that's still available? Can people go play soccer against robots right now? Maybe. Actually, I think they have like robot soccer tournaments. If I remember. Robot correctly. soccer tournaments? Yeah, look it up sometime. Like humans v robot soccer tournaments? Um, maybe because. Because yeah, I think so. I don't know. It would be awesome okay. to shoot on like a robot goalie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that exists. Like a hockey setup where like you get a robot goalie. It's got like four arms. And yeah. it's just like you just rip shots at it. And, and there's get... an engineer sitting there like Calibrate. adjusting adjusting these like yeah. cameras. Uh, like, oh, Mara's how lefty. do we get better? How do we get better? <laughs> when yeah. I was at, uh, I did a music festival called Life is Beautiful. And there was like a gallery sort of uh, set up, like an art corner. And there was a graffiti robot. You could like input the design you wanted it to make and Whoa. it can like map that quadrant onto a wall and using like spirograph technology is the only thing I'll say. Like, you know, like <laughs> like t-shirt screen printing yeah. more or less. It would like pull up to the wall and go like and then like make the graffiti on the wall. Damn. It was cool as hell. That is pretty cool. Some demolition man shit. Okay. So speaking of what the robots should look like, can we take guesses on or like, you know, Kaiju are coming through the earth. We have a huge problem. We need to attack them. What should we build? Like, what would be the ideal, efficient way to attack the kaiju? Oh, 
I think that technology exists. We would just have to ramp it up, and that technology is drones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think so. I feel like that's the real problem. Like the real future is like unmanned stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. No unmanned. reason to send humans in there. That's right. right. Unless they need to be psychically linked to operate. It oh. feels like a fatal design flaw that it's like Big this thing's awesome. Can I drive flaw. it from back here? Nah. We need two people inside of it. You're like, wait, why? It's such a stretch. We have all the technology in the world except remote control. <laughs> <laughs> also. In the worst case scenario, if it does have to be manned, can I just go and control it? I need to link up with someone else. Yeah. We and need like, two people to die for every kaiju that goes? Yeah, of course, because you need stakes for the sake of this film. And then, of course, we need two people because we need them to interact with one another. We need some sort of personal, personal relationship. Yeah, it's a more boring shot if it's yeah. just one person driving. Oh, it's Jaeger! <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if, if... I think we've thought about this before, but like... War of the Worlds kind of thing. Like, we have something really simple that could kill them, or could we attack them, like, from the inside out, or something mm. that obviously yeah. they've got us on the big, bad fighting ability. But are we smarter than in them then? But are we smarter than them in some other way? Right. And can we, you know. Right. Yeah. It's do like something. one of those weird things where it's like, it's a giant, it is biological, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Why not just Charlie Day get on it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Charlie Day get figure, figure out. out its mind. <laughs> no, uh, but just take four of those choppers that drops Jaeger and instead drop like a fucking giant drill or like a sword point yeah. first. Sure. Or <laughs> well, I was thinking like build like because obviously they're building these huge uh, Jaegers with tons of titanium. <laughs> so like why not build like a like a dome or like something because they know exactly where the what's it called the rift is. Yeah. So why can't they just I don't know like build a stadium on top of it basically. Like like a, like and a just tower defense game, just right. set up everything that just annihilates stuff as it comes out. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a huge fort, <laughs> right? A big fort. I mean, yeah, it's a big <laughs> fort, but I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be manned. I'm just saying. In the water too. Yeah, I've, you might have some constructability issues with creating that giant fort, but mm. it's an excellent idea. Do you think it's above creating huge robots? It depends on how big it would have to be. Think mm. of our biggest buildings that can, like, have an airplane in it. Right. This is way, way, way bigger than that. Okay, fair enough. They won't be, it, it won't be climate controlled, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. So what would you do? What would be the go-to, you know? Gotta have HVAC. I mean, if you could send a drone and sacrifice the drone, try to get the drone inside of the Jaeger. Take samples while you're in there. Oh, Sure. I don't know, syringes everywhere. Imagine if you had like, well, you have like some round thing that's a drone. You get it to swallow it and there are just syringes in every direction and you yeah, poison yeah. it. It's like a barium pill for yeah. the kaiju. It like yeah. swallows it and we learn all about its insides and, no t- you know, it's taking yeah. constant oh, yeah, measurements boom. or something. And then, and then you can, or you just sap it with something while you're in there and yeah. kill it. Done. Yeah. But that makes sense. I don't know what they're made of. A, ther- <laughs> a, a, a thermonuclear suicide I'm also pill. Not, yeah. yeah. So you wanna, here, take this. Like, wrap it in bologna like yeah. you're giving it to a dog. Come here. <laughs> Huge piece of bologna. <laughs> hey, Kaiju, I hear you like eating airplanes. Well, eat this airplane. I put a little bomb in it. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I don't good. know. There's, there, sound, there seems like there could be other ways than right. a giant robot. But mm-hmm. if you're going to make a movie, make a giant robot. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of that, I wanted to play a little game here mm-hmm. that we're calling I Love That Idea, but do you have any gear more? Del Toro. Oh, I love that one too. I love that idea, but do you have any gear more? Del Toro. Oh, I love that one too. 
Okay. So <laughs> basically, you, you know, know, a game's good when it has one of those ubiquitous <laughs> titles that can just be reused over and over again. Yeah. Something clean, easy to set up at top. We Three. do this every episode. <laughs> okay. For sure. So. Um, so how do I play this game? So Mar and I will be like studio executives trying to like punch holes in your your film that you're pitching us. Okay. And then uh, and then we'll just ask you for a few other ideas before yeah. you go on your on your way. And then I immediately go, okay, it's me, Guillermo. And you guys are like, whoa. <laughs> I love that. That sounds great. It's a little more uh, like druggy than yeah. I would assume. Yeah, he, he, like. he does sound like a like Spanish guitar player. Yeah, like he has like a sultry, sexy. He kind of sounds like I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but there was uh, that one the Oberon. Spaniard. Guy. Yes, yeah. Oberon. He kind of yeah. sounds like that. Like really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, perfect. I'll do that poorly too. <laughs> All right, great. So, uh, so yeah, here we are, uh, interior <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers or whatever, whoever made this movie, <laughs> Universal or something. Okay, we did enough research to come up with the pun title of the game, but not to, like any of the other specifics. Hey, if I this is my rule. If I can't come up with the name of the game in like 13 seconds, then I'm moving on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And that was Pacific Rim. Uh, Okay, so giant robot. I mean, I, yes, I like this. giant robots. And, and, and they're fighting an alien which comes through... Eh, from a hole in the ocean or something. A hole in the ocean or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, come on. Okay, a... what, do you, uh, what, do you, what do you think? I, I mean, I, I like it. I uh, think do you want fun. maybe better that it's a sexy type alien and maybe one person falls in love with them? Wow. And wants to fuck the kaiju? <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I wasn't do thinking Do you want to get into explaining the kaiju's genitals at all? <laughs> uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I have uh, a number of drawings of an, another idea I'm working on. It's mostly a fish penis. Whoa. No, that definitely wouldn't work. Oh, I don't know. People <laughs> like that. You know, deaf girls love fish penis. Deaf girls like fish penis? Is that I, what it was graffiti I saw at a bar once in Mexico City, and I decided that that would be a good idea for an entire film. Deaf girl like fish penis. Well, I hope okay. that that film is award winning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fingers crossed, eh? <laughs> um, no, I don't know... Uh, I don't know about Deaf Girl Fish Penis. I, I'm okay. writing it down because we'll we'll obviously talk about Always it. We respect it. you. We mm-hmm. loved uh, Pandora. What was it? Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Or as I like to call it, Eyeball Hands. Yeah, we I- loved Tiny Girl Eyeball Hands. We loved Pan's Labyrinth, uh, parentheses, Eyeball Hands, yeah, Tiny but Girl. But if you can want to call it Pandora, whatever, I get it. <laughs> yeah, so we were big fans. You know, that's why we had you in. We oh. loved uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. yes. And but- the Hellboy films? Uh, we didn't. Did you see it? You Hellboy? got to see I, Hellboy. Too. I never saw Hellboy. Oh, oh, oh. you should see Hellboy. Oh, okay. It's probably actually my best movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's a very Hellboy interesting. Two? Hellboy 2, yes. I did not direct Hellboy 1, but oh. I took my ideas, uh, <laughs> you know, and put them in uh, Hellboy 1. Hellboy 2. Hellboy, Hellboy 2. Hellboy 1 is like, I kind of. But Hellboy 2 is definitely a genius. Well, let me ask film. you this. We're very uh, busy studio executives. Oh, Do yeah, we sorry. need to watch Hellboy 1 to understand Hellboy 2? No, I never even watched Hellboy 1. Okay. <laughs> I just, just like, made Hellboy 2. Has anyone seen Pacific Rim Uprising yet? Oh, no. I oh. just took a straight out of that. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit, that woman just jumped into a time. <laughs> there was a rift in the I'm space. I'm not good at improv game. <laughs> There's a rift in this bit. <laughs> I like where she's going, though. Maybe we make this film, but first, let's think about what the sequel is. I like this no, title. No, everything, everything should have sequels. The <laughs> sequels are huge. Definitely. Yeah, yeah let's That's the moneymaker. Extended the universe. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they can have more weapons, oh, yeah. the robots uh, in oh, this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. What weapons? would happen in your Pacific Rim sequel? Um... Hmm. Como se dice uh, Pentecost dead? <laughs> oh, <no>! Apocalypse canceled. <laughs> I think you just said 
my okay. English is not great. <laughs> I mean, I would love Idris Elba to make a big return and maybe be the star of the next movie. I don't know if I can do that. Maybe I put his son in it. Okay. No, is he playing his son? I have. You know, I don't know. I've, I've got a riff on uh, Pacific Uprising a little bit more. I have not yet caught it. You know, I've not really <laughs> gathered the ideas behind it. Okay. But well, I think uh, Finn from Star Wars maybe plays uh, Pentecost's son. Oh, great! Oh, that's <laughs> he's a big star, so that's perfect. Yes, and oh, I'm talking about a, a yet to be made Star Wars film. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I can't do you wait have an to involvement? Do my own. I can't wait to do my own Star Wars. Oh, great! I so. want to do one just about the droids, and then the droids meet a fish lady <laughs> and they want to fuck the fish lady so far a lot of your pitches have to do with this fish okay so fine I fucked a koi once at the zoo and I got in trouble <laughs> and now I get all these ideas from movies what kind, of, what kind of trouble did you get in for that oh the zookeeper was very mad he's like so we bought the zoo and find someone fucking the koi actually I like that idea for a movie we bought a zoo eh, it doesn't really register with me oh, it's okay. a wordy title I know you're a fan of wordy titles yeah but for I me like that. titles don't need to be full sentences <laughs> okay um, okay 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 how about another idea yeah yeah I've please hit an, us. i got another idea okay yeah how about yeah. this so have you seen hellboy one no. no okay well i want to make a sequel to hellboy <laughs> one called hellboy two. Ooh. Ooh, okay does it have like a cool Innovative. catchy uh uh yeah the golden arm or something the golden arm or <laughs> that something. can't be it that's a uh, john ham uh, indian cricket movie yet to come out <laughs> <laughs> okay no that's million dollar arm million I cried dollar during arm. that idea i had on a plane once Okay, so uh, where do I sign for my check? <laughs> uh, just right outside of reception. They'll oh, just pay right. you whatever you want. Well, gracias. <laughs> De nada. <laughs> um, okay, great. So that worked out um, wonderfully. I think we're all uh, sold on literally sold. any project. That, <laughs> uh, that sounds good. Let's go straight to Uprising. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know anything about the new Pacific Rim. I yeah, I did not see it either. And it's funny that as we were talking about it, I was like, wasn't there a sequel? And then when you said that, I was like, oh my God, there was a sequel. I came on a podcast to talk about it and haven't even seen the sequel. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Oh, wow. It's on my list to see. I just okay. got Movie Pass, so oh, I'll nice. be there. I just got Movie Pass and it didn't fucking work. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, but you don't need Movie Pass to see a movie that's... Right? Oh, no, is it still in theaters? Yeah, I think I think it's still in theaters. It Wait, wasn't that long ago. What are you talking about? You uh, need movie pass to go see movies in theaters. But I think Pacific uh, Pacific Rim Two is well out of theaters, right? Oh. No way. What? Already? Is it? I think it came out like six months ago. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, what what month in is and it? Out. Is it June already? I don't even know. Guillermo del Toro did uh, not direct it, right? No. Okay. Just making sure. No, he couldn't. She he wouldn't was busy dare. with uh, Shape of Water. <laughs> Shape was of Water, too. explaining how fish genitals work. <laughs> I still have not at seen least, Shape of Water, by the way. I haven't either. But mm. that's at least some real science. Yeah, hey. sort of. <laughs> when you see the movie and he, she demonstrates, <laughs> you're like, okay, that's how penises work. <laughs> um, so, I mean, should we go over any, maybe like just more specifics on the Jaeger? Like how, how much do you think they would weigh? Uh, I, th I did a little bit of research, and they said oh, they'd weigh, weigh about 7,080 tons, which is about 14 million pounds. Which is 9 million dynamites. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you think about that. When but I think their about goal weight is 13 million pounds by summer. <laughs> <laughs> diet, Jaeger diet. Yeah. Um, so I went you, on a Jaeger diet for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm still on one. I don't know. When you think of like how they would have to be built, I don't think they could be built upright. 
because I don't think you have cranes and things big enough to build them. So you have to build them laying down and then they have to get up. Think oh. of how hard it is for us to get up off of our backs. Impossible. Almost. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. So. You got to build like a big giant temporary Jaeger arm that just pulls Jaegers yeah. up. On there. Let me help you, brother. And just reaches down and pulls <laughs> the them up. One by just one. Gi- What's this giant arm for? 50 diesel engines per muscle strand. No alloys. Pick them up, brother. And it just like it's a hand that reaches down and stands Jaeger. It has up. a huge speaker on it with just that one. <laughs> yeah. Saying, oh, Oi, brother, allow me to help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and the, I mean, it would probably have to come from all over the world because it says what we pulled all the world's resources, all the which world's is resources, good yeah. because it would take a lot of manpower and materials yeah. to make this. It would have to be made everywhere and then assembled in one place. Get out of here, Japan, with your alloys. No alloys. <laughs> we don't do alloys. Titanium core only. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that we have enough resources to build a bunch? Because they build like 30 or 40 a, or something. I'm going to say no to the bunch. Okay. I really, I mean, I was really trying to figure out, there are all these different websites that say when we're going to run out of certain metals on Earth, and some mm. of them are like 2020, and <laughs> some of them are like 2100, just based on like our consumption. So depending on how we're able to mine things and what what is still available mm-hmm. and if you could mine from space or asteroids or things like that. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Is that like, sounds great. What's the scientific principle in that like we're looking at like, oh, by 2020 this metal is going to be gone, but we can't see what the possibilities and new metals and new yeah. ways of fabricating or synthesizing resources are either, right? Exactly. There's like, wasn't that like the Manhattan like horse problem or something like that? I don't like, know. Like the island of Manhattan had so much horse shit on it that <laughs> they had like all the best science in like the 1800s, they had like all the best scientists in the world come to Manhattan to be like, we have to figure out a system to get rid of this horse shit. It's like toxic. Whoa. There's so much because there's so many horses. And all the greatest minds in the world could not really solve the problem because no one thought of cars. Yeah. So it's like, because cars just weren't a thing yet. Wow. So like, it's like, well, maybe maybe that's a situation we can get stuck in there where it's like, we'll never have enough alloys. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this uh, these asteroids have the perfect, you know, they have exactly. vibranium or whatever. Or a oh, oh. <laughs> A vibranium, adamantium, unobtainium. Unobtainium, yeah. Unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, you can only hope. Or just like new material science being developed or right. new power sources. I mean, it. yes, our diesel engines are a good like way for us to think about how this arm is moving. But yeah. if what do they say? They have a nuclear core yeah. and that's how they're, they're powered. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, poor sterile Jaeger pilots. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do say they have radiation problems, right? Yeah. The pilots get of like course. have radiation problems. If they're operating a core single-handedly yeah, with just like spandex bodysuit and goggles on. I, know. I got to see a nuclear reactor once. It was pretty cool. Oh, but ooh. just even like the water that's or, or whatever coolant that has to be around it yeah. is really, really big. So I can't even imagine so, what's going on inside of one of these robots. Could we... <laughs> So is it feasible? Would you say? Would you guess? Yes, that we okay. We could build one if we pooled the world resources, or we just—it's impossible. Maybe you could build one. Mm. I don't know if it would move well, and it would take way longer than your sixteen-month time yeah. frame. So you're the head of Department of Defense, and three like NORAD scientists pitch you on the only thing that's going to protect us from like you know whatever's going on in this world is a giant robot, and you're like. I can't give you the money to make this, guys. This seems insane. I think it's, it's, I feel like it's always the opposite way. It's the government that's like, well, I'll give you all the resources in the world. We'll give you a check, a blank check. How can you do it? Can you do it right right, now? And you're like, no, (laughs) sorry. As much as I would love that blank check we talked about. Exactly. 
Oh. Right, yeah, the government would be willing to spend that money. Exactly. We need giant robots. <laughs> we need them. We need them. We need them. Uh, what else could we use giant robots for? President Gabris. <laughs> oh. Oh. Transition to the second game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this in this game, you're the president, and you have to. You really love Pacific Rim, and you just you you need giant robots for something. Yeah. So convince us of what. I just saw Pacific Rim with my movie pass, <laughs> and they had huge Jaegers. I'm gonna get all the best Jaegers. <laughs> I've got some of the best Jaeger pilots. These people, they're people coming in from South America in a caravan. We're gonna set up. The Jaegers are going to build walls. These Jaegers, these people, they're not animals. The Jaegers are good people. Stack of Pentecost. I have a black friend named Stack of Pentecost, and he recommended that the apocalypse be canceled. Well, listen, first of all, I'm really glad that your movie pass works. It's good to hear that. It's so difficult, but Jared and Ivanka were over, and I said, Jared, get this little thing to work. And he's explained to me it doesn't work on a T-Mobile sidekick. Oh, that's So I had to... Have him upload it to my guy. You know, Michael Cohen was over. We were just burying some uh, metaphorical bodies. <laughs> and I went to go see Pacific Rim 2 Uprising, still in theaters. Mara was right. <laughs> and then I said, hey, we need Jaegers. So I talked to some of my friends, some of the best minds in the world. And they all said, uh, yeah, we could do Jaegers. Well, listen, we, as the scientific community, don't think that this is feasible. We don't, we don't have the resources. We don't have uh, I could build a Jaeger in the middle of Fifth Avenue and no one would do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I could build a full-blown Jaeger and shoot a kaiju right in the chat. These kaiju, there's, there's good guys on all sides here. <laughs> These kaiju, they're not, they're going to sanctuary cities. They're going to San Francisco. They're letting all these kaiju in. The kaiju are coming in from the south. The kaiju are coming in from the north. Your neighbor could be a kaiju. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad that we played the president game. <laughs> I feel like this is perfect. Definitely alienating a huge percentage of the audience, scientific community here. Yeah, I'm sure a bunch of the uh, podcast overlap of science, comedy, and Pacific Rim is wholeheartedly conservative. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a stunning thing to find out now. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, great. I think that we've, we've learned a lot. I think that we did a great job. You guys did fucking fantastic. Thank you so much for Thank coming Thank you in. for Thank having, you for having me. us. No, of course. And uh, is there anything you guys like to plug, tell people about? I mean, obviously, people can go play robotic soccer. Uh, yeah. At your fine. house. At my house. <laughs> <laughs> just find Mara. You're like spray-painted silver. Uh, this is not a robot. <laughs> Shoot the ball. It's me, Mara. <laughs> 50 diesel engines per muscle strand. You just like punch the soccer ball as hard as you can. <laughs> you ain't got shit. <laughs> Goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look up robotic soccer. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's um, not me painted silver. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look up me painted silver.com. <laughs> I uh I also uh hosted a brief uh science podcast called The Layman in which I in- interviewed scientists and sort of dumbed down their what their studies were t- to people like me and uh oh, so that's great. on Stitcher Premium, so that's like behind a paywall type situation, mm. but I may be doing more episodes of that in the future. So if you're into science, cool. ch- I think there's probably a free episode or two out there so check Sweet. that out check it out yeah. for free and then get Stitcher Premium if you don't have it yeah yeah. use promo code Layman I think will get you a hookup on that too I also feel like on Stitcher Premium they would have access to like 
like 90% of the podcast which you're on also. Yes, yeah. So. Uh, Raised by TV with Lauren Lapkus is also uh, behind the paywall. A ton of great podcasts. Some of A couple of my favorites like Teacher's Lounge which I'm not part of or the Andy Daly Pilot Project which I'm also not part of. It's yes. also behind the paywall. Very yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Well, get behind that paywall, guys. The Spend the money. I yeah. got a Jaeger. It's going to go up to the sud, block the sud. Global warming's done. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Shoot a Jaeger into the sud. Global warming's over. <laughs> <laughs> no kaiju necessary. <laughs> we don't need kaiju. Um, all right. Well, great. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mara. Thank you. Um, and we'll see you guys next time here Yay. on Bad Science. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producers are Brent Butler and Sachin Medhecker, and our executive, Pentecost, is Brett Kushner. Want to email us? Feel free. We're at badscience at seeker.com. That is badscience at seeker.com. See you later. <laughs>